0: everybody. Welcome back to Circle Time. We have a very exciting episode today and a guest that I am super excited about. Would you like to introduce yourself to the Circlers? I am so excited
1: to be here. I love everything about what you do, Kelsey. I've heard so many things from mutual friends, but I'm Sam Aberhart, CEO and founder of the Mayfair Group.
0: So happy to be here. Yay. The Mayfair Group is so amazing and Mm -hmm. I am just like so, so excited to talk to you. I feel like we do have a lot of mutual friends or like anyone that I talked to about doing this like so many people were like oh my gosh you're having Sam on I love her I can't wait oh. for you guys to talk so I'm so happy to have you on oh I can't wait and I saw you just had Keaton on too yes
1: and she's amazing she's so great she interned for us like back in the she day did? which is so wild oh my god yeah. I had no idea she did like forever ago and now she's just killing it her own line yeah she's I just, crushing it she's crushing it so anyways I saw that and I was like oh my god her wow. and Meadow i like two amazing yeah. people
0: I know. Oh my God, that's amazing. Well, welcome. We are so happy to have you on. And I am so excited to talk to you just about everything. And because I feel like because you are like a big mental health advocate. Yeah. And I just I want the circlers to get that like knowledge from Mm -hmm. you because I feel like I don't do as good of a job with that kind of stuff as like as other Like I can't, I can't put it into words that well totally. a lot of times. And so I feel like you have so many resources and so many things to talk about. And I'm just so excited for them to hear from you. Oh Well, I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait to chat about it. Yeah. So can you like, first of all, do you want to explain, I don't know if you want to go in like chronological order here, or if you <laughs> want to like talk about the Mayfair group first and then how you kind of Got there because I feel like a lot of our listeners are like kind of like college, high school age and like just trying to figure out life. Yeah. And all of the things that come along with it. totally. And it's easy to get like to get lost and like mixed up and you think that you're supposed to be doing one thing and but you really want to be doing something else. And I know that you were doing like corporate stuff and then now you're doing something completely different in a sense. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, I just kind of want to maybe tell us about what the Mayfair group is first for those who don't know. Well, first of all, I'm still figuring out what I want to do. Yeah, like, I just wanna
1: say that. Does that ever end? I it actually doesn't. don't think it does. I kind of love that we're always recreating ourselves. Same. You know? Totally. Like, and I just feel like there's I remember being a kid and being like, oh, adults like have it
0: so figured out. And yeah. now I'm an adult
1: and we don't at all.
0: No, it's I have actually, no idea what I'm doing. That <laughs> that like thought gets more and more prevalent every single day where I'm like, Okay, well, I'm almost thirty and like I definitely thought by now I would have any sense of anything that's going on yeah. and I don't, don't really like I'm kind <laughs> of just like chilling like I'm like no. am I supposed to know the answers to these questions because I'm still like asking my mom yeah like I don't
1: know no and we will probably we're still all just figuring it out but I think it's it's funny that there's this like weird pressure that you hit a certain age For and sure. then you know the answers to life yeah. and it's like no
0: we're all just still winging it I still feel <laughs> like I'm like 20 yeah same. like it's weird like it's weird to be to think that I'm almost 30 because I'm like there's just no way. Like what's yeah. going on in here? I'm still like <laughs> at child. least yeah. I love it though. Yeah, it keeps keeps, us, keeps things fresh, yeah. you know?
1: And curiosity, I think like I've always wanted to just maintain that sense of curiosity for life always. Yeah. So everything that I approach whether it's business or life or personal, I'm always just like trying to approach it with like that childlike playness. Like yes. I always talk about playing in my business. Like yeah. I want to play more in life and business and, and things just because I feel like,
0: I don't know, we just take things too seriously all the time. And I, it's like- I totally agree. I mean, that's kind of like why I started this podcast to begin with. I like, I wanted it to be like structured, just like to feel more like a childlike conversation, yes. but with like adult topics. Cause I think like kids have such a special way of just being so honest and- yeah open and accepting and everything and then somewhere along the line it's like somewhere throughout life that just gets completely taken away yeah yeah and like looked down upon almost when like everybody misses it everybody needs that kind of like childlike. Yeah. Being wonder. silly. Yeah. Like just 100%. being silly all the time.
1: My sister and I just got, we've so digressed from the question that That's you asked okay. me. Here we are. You know what? We'll make
0: it back around. That's why it's circle time. It comes in a circle. <laughs> just made that up. But
1: we were just on a trip and like our whole goal every day was just to be silly, like be our younger selves. Yeah, And we just had the most healing inner child experiences. Oh, I'm sure. Like we were playing, like we were like 15 again yeah. and just like braiding our hair. Like we were little and just so like playing nice. outside. We put our phones away yeah. and it was just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm 32. I'm in my thirties yeah. and it's just like making time for playing and totally. having fun and doing all those things that we do when we're kids. And yeah, so. And
0: just like not, I don't know. I think that there's so many times I talked about this in another episode, but like, this was my example that I was using was like, we everyone like frappuccinos are like so lame but like it's actually like really fun to just drink a frappuccino every once in a while and like fucking just enjoy it like at what point was everyone like oh my god it cannot be seen with a frappuccino Frappuccino. even though like they're so good like just like be enjoy a fucking frappuccino if you want to and i feel like so many times like people just there's just certain things that aren't cool anymore when yeah. you get to a certain age and so you don't do them but it's like if you like wearing your hair in pigtails do and you're it. and you're 30 like yeah. wear your hair in pigtails like yeah. what literally whatever it whatever is whatever you want who cares
1: I love it I met a, someone that Kelsey knows that I also really really love who's another mental health advocate she posted something about like I want to be more cringe. And I really loved it. She was like making space to be cringe, but also like not judging people when they're trying new things or being, yeah, just like trying things and not like labeling them or judging them. Like if you see someone doing something, whether it's just being silly and having totally. fun or trying something new, like give them credit for putting I themselves agree. out there instead of being like, oh, that's so cringe that you're doing that. You yeah, know, like, yeah, it's like
0: that. It's like drink a frappuccino and braid your hair and right. extra whip, caramel, whatever you exactly. want. Like, do oh my it. God. The yeah. more the merrier. Yeah. Like, I, I totally agree. I think some, like, I don't know where, where it happened, where it's like someone's being themselves has become like cringy because yeah. they're not doing what everyone else is doing. Literally. And I think like it's just so important to remember to just like do whatever it is that, that you, you want to do. Yeah. It's the only way that you're ever gonna like actually feel satisfied, I, yeah. feel, I feel like, you know? Live
1: in your power. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I mean, Mayfair's story, I guess, is like I grew up in the UK. I was born in London. Okay. Don't have an accent. Oh my god. I'm, I know. It's so it's I moved to the States when I was twelve. My whole family moved here and when you're 12 and you're in school and you have bangs, braces and a British accent, mm-hmm. like
0: you don't fit in. And so oh, that sucks because it sucks. it's so cool. It's so I wish cool I was now. in your class because I you know, was so obsessed with been, the Spice Girls and I, I would yes. have been like, don't you dare lose that accent. <laughs> Keep it. So it was like, I guess I just was impressioned
1: as a kid to kind of fit in, which yeah. we all are yeah. when we're younger. Of course. And yeah, just like grew up in the States. But you know, my parents, we were from the UK and my parents actually met at a nightclub called Mayfair, they weren't, it wasn't in Mayfair because oh Mayfair God. is like this bougie area of no London. They, they were like in East London, which is kind of like a little bit of a, you know, not as nice area, but the nightclub was called Mayfair. No way. They met oh a- my God. Yeah. What? So, were they just both like club goers, and they no, just met? They never like really went out. And for some reason, my mom had gotten out of a relationship, and her friend, her cousin, was like, "Come out tonight," and she went, and she met my dad. And it's they've been married for over thirty-five years. Oh my and god! Wait,
0: that's so beautiful. It's such
1: a sweet story. So it's my little ode to them. But essentially, my whole life, kind of since. High school and college, I navigated a lot of mental health issues, Mm -hmm. depression and anxiety mostly. And so I worked in corporate fashion. I used my career, social identity, every identity really as a coping mechanism to like escape what I was actually navigating Yeah, as we all do. You know, we like feel like we have to dive into these things. And so spent nine years of my life, or it was like seven, seven, eight years of my life in corporate fashion. And then kind of had this big transformative moment where I moved to Arizona actually with my husband. Okay, when was this? This was 2016. Okay. So moved to Arizona, left my job, left all my friends. And it was almost like the universe was like, you need to stop and actually deal with the things that you've been putting off for eight years. Yeah, totally
0: makes sense. And
1: so I kind of, everything came to a crashing halt. 2016 was probably the most pivotal moment in my life. I went through like a really dark, depressive episode that year. And it was the first time I actually acknowledged the fact that I had been navigating these mental health issues for most of my life. yeah. And through that process of finally coming to terms with everything I would get on the internet in 2016 mm-hmm. and Instagram was like the altered reality era. It was all the like, let's pretend to be happy. This is my best yes, life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I think we're still kind of like working through a bit because <laughs> like
0: it's kind of is like that yeah. you, you can find other stuff so much easier now. But yeah. like, I think some people still are in that. Yeah, zone. for sure. Yeah. And we've what's
1: wild is the world teaches us that you're valued by those things like I've really had to work a lot on showing up as just Sam outside of work Sam outside of career Sam outside of social Sam like I'm still learning who I am to this day that's what I mean we're all still figuring it out right totally but um in 2016 I kind of through the process of starting to heal I wanted to create an internet safe space because for somebody that was depressed and was in bed and was hard finding it hard to literally get up out of bed, the internet felt like the most dangerous place to be at the time. Yeah, for sure. And so I ideated during, I would have sleep anxiety, I would stay up all night and I ideated this idea of like, what if there was a digital safe space, a place where people could go to you for positive messaging. Yeah. And we talked about mental health and like we owned it and yeah. we like really just said, this is what I'm navigating. And if anyone else is navigating it, I'm here for you. Like we it's can amazing. go through this together. And so Mayfair was really started as like a community. Like we've just put out like what you see content wise was right. what we were doing in 2017 when I started the company. Yeah. We didn't have any products. We didn't have nothing. It was just all about positive messaging. That's so amazing. Yeah. And then it wasn't until 2020, three, two or three years later, our audience was like, we want these things on products. Can you make t-shirts, sweatshirts? And that's where the idea oh for God. products came from. Yeah. Wow. So, so it really
0: was just kind of like just all it it was like visual stuff right yeah all
1: like a digital safe space I mean we did services on the side because that's what my background was in so that's how we were like making money but really the emphasis was behind cultivating community around positive messaging and a place where people feel less alone and I don't know I feel like when people ask me a lot of like advice about starting a brand yeah we were community first and I think that's the most powerful thing you can do as a brand is like cultivate a space where people feel like they belong yeah and then introduce products because most people just launch products totally and then try to create community yeah and we were really lucky that like I just wanted that community yeah. and didn't feel like it existed and we created it and then from there like it all just kind of took off that's
0: so amazing thank you because it's so like such an amazing brand yeah and it's oh, just you. awesome that it kind of stemmed it just stemmed from such a pl- like a genuine place, place yeah and I feel like it that's obvious and so that's why so many people like why it resonates with so many people
1: yeah and you know? when you do something wholeheartedly and intention like I personally feel like when you're living in your power and you're in your power operating from your most authentic, intentional place, everything else is a byproduct of that.
0: Yeah. Success,
1: money, all those things. Yeah. I've never focused on that. We've never focused on that. I've always just focused on like living in my power and doing, staying true to this intention of like cultivating this community and putting out positive messaging. Yeah. And, I think the byproduct of that is like when you're operating in your power, like all these things just come, you know, because you're you're operating in your most intentional place. So, you know, it's it's one of those things as you grow a business, too. It's hard to, again, the world's telling you like, oh, scale and do all these things. You're seeing growth. And I always have to dev my COO and I always have to like remind ourselves to go back to that place of intention. Yeah. Because that's really like what we've always set out to do. Right. But it is wild when you're growing a business and people are saying like, all this stuff matters. And you're like, yeah, but I really want to focus on this still. Totally. Yeah. And you have to stay true to to who you are. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: Okay. As I've mentioned a couple of times, I have been very much on my makeup journey. And it's been a blast. I've really been loving it. I'm loving being a makeup girl. And I've just been so into looking for new products and trying new things. But I've also really been trying to find stuff that is cruelty-free and made with clean ingredients and all of that. And my friend told me about Thrive Cosmetics, and I tried some of their products and was obsessed. And then most recently, I've tried the Brilliant Eye Brightener, and oh my God, it is so good. It's basically a highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. I mean, who doesn't want that? So you just apply it to like the inner corners of your eye, for example, to look like you've had Plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't, which usually I haven't, but it always makes me look so much more awake, which is just wonderful. It's exactly what I want. The foolproof formula makes it so easy to apply and blend any of the 13 shades. And you can also use these as an eyeshadow for like a perfect daytime glow, or you can use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. It's just the best. I love makeup, but I am no makeup pro just yet. And it really just like is so, like these sticks are so easy to use and I just love them. Like I said before, it's 100% vegan and cruelty-free and made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, but it still works better than anything else out there. It's just the best. And one more thing that I love about Thrive Cosmetics is that the word cosmetics is spelt C-A-U-S-E, cause, for a reason. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling education, domestic abuse, cancer, social justice, and more. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics. You'll love it. Right now, you can get an exclusive twenty percent off your first order when you visit Thrivecosmetics.com slash circle time. That's Thrive Cosmetics C A U S E M E T I C S dot com slash circle time for twenty percent off your first order. To backtrack for just a second, before you moved to Arizona and kind mm-hmm. of had to like face all of Yeah. That stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah what were you feeling like how were what were you feeling and how were you pushing it down and like what did you have to if you don't mind talking about it like what did you have to really like come to terms with
1: yeah so I had a million and one coping mechanisms none of which were healthy I think when you haven't come to terms with the fact that you're navigating a mental illness, yeah, everything is an escapism to the reality that's in your own mind. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, I was putting myself in social situations that I would have never put myself in just so that I didn't have to be home alone by myself. So yeah. like going out all the time, I was obsessed with working career was okay. a coping mechanism for me to not have to, again, face what I was feeling. So I was like, if I can just put everything into work and use this and work insane hours and literally be and known as like somebody that like is career driven, then like no one will really know like what I'm right. navigating. It. I and won't have to
0: face it. I feel like a lot of times that success is what people just deem like makes yeah. someone happy. And so you're like, if I'm successful in work, yeah. like no one will know. Yeah anything else. Yeah. I think thing. I or think you maybe think that you will be happy. Yeah. If you get that success. No,
1: I ultimately felt like I was trying to fill the void with everything else. Yeah. And I also was trying to just be valuable in whatever way that I could, because I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to just be myself because I knew there was something like wrong with yeah. me. So I was like, I'm going to be social Sam and I'm going to be career Sam and I'm right. going to excel at this and put myself in this. And like, even to the extent of like, alcohol and drugs and stuff. Like I've, I did everything to yeah. try and escape what I was actually navigating.
0: Right. And was it, were you having like panic attacks? Like what were you like, were you, was it physical? Was it panic, like panic attacks, extreme,
1: like unhappiness. Yeah. You know, I, again, I didn't ever stop to think about it because I was always filling the void with something. Right. I was always either partying or working or hanging out with people i i probably didn't spend a night alone in like for like eight years i could not be alone yeah and i think that that was very telling when i finally in 2016 everything was stripped away the universe i always feel like universe god whatever it is that you believe in if you don't physically get to the point where you stop the universe is gonna or god is gonna pull everything away from you and make you stop yeah And that was me in 2016. But yeah, it was like panic attacks. I would go to the doctor and I would be like, no, there's something wrong with my body. Like it's not quote unquote anxiety. Like I was the person that would judge people with anxiety. Got it. And I was having anxiety and panic attacks. And I refused to like believe that depression or anxiety were something that I had. Right. I thought it was like, oh, I was tired. I was overworking myself. Oh, I was lacking in nutrients. No, I'm sick. Something else is wrong. Yeah give me medication, but not, not anxiety medication. That's not me. It's not mental, you know? Right. And so, yeah, it just was like every possible thing that I could try to run away from what I was actually feeling. I tried Yeah. and I did. And yeah. And then in 2016, it was like, I had no choice but to face it because everything was stripped away. And I hit one of the darkest depressive episodes and, you know, I mean, trigger warning, it was like suicide ideation level of like depression. So it was like me every single day being at war with my own mind. Yeah. And finally being like, I have two paths. I either stay on this path of darkness and it's gonna end badly and really darkly, or I can choose to try to like pick up the pieces and start getting help and figure out if there's a way out of this. Cause at that point I didn't really see like there was a light option. I just let the depression confine me and define me. And it took over my life. And I think that's the hardest thing is like, when you're navigating a mental illness, it's so hard to separate that illness from who you are. Mm -hmm. So we spend our whole life clinging to these identity builders, whether it's like social Sam or career Sam or whatever. Then I became depressed Sam. And that was all consuming. Totally. I didn't feel like I was anybody else, but that when I, I finally came to terms with that was me, I was like, no, this is me and I'm not anything else but depressed. And what I've learned through this process of healing is like, no matter what your illness is, depression for me will always be a part of me, but it will never define me. Yeah, I'm so much more big. I'm bigger than my career. I'm bigger than my friend circle. Oh, for sure. I'm things outside of all of these things that I navigate. Those are just things I navigate. But like, there's a me that's outside of all of that, that is truly bigger than everything. Yeah. And so it just took me forever to be able
0: to like come to terms and start that healing process. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that you were able yeah. to do it and what was the first like because you started so you started the company and mm-hmm. you were like still Navigating. kind of feeling all of yeah these things right yeah and so how was because then you're like in charge yeah you know yeah and so like you have people looking to you and you're kind of calling the shots and that in and of itself is pretty all-consuming yeah. and like can bring up certain doubts or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So how did you like go about already kind of like realizing what you're going through while starting this company?
1: Yeah, I mean, I probably in my earlier days, listen, I give, I think everyone should give themselves grace for what they did during survival chapters of their life. I I say that time and time again, because we as human beings are are doing the best that we physically can. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started my company, I was very much still depressed, chronically yeah. depressed. I yeah. was starting therapy, but I think that I was still navigating how to heal. And, you know, I think as a leader, I always say the biggest piece of advice I have for leaders is to heal Yeah, because otherwise the wounds that you don't realize are a part of you end up Coming into your culture. sure. It's the same with like relationships, Relationships, friendships, whatever it is. Yeah, everything. So I think for me, I was still navigating, you know, career being a defining mechanism in my life. So I was still like work. I was a workaholic. I was still like diving into work, even though it was like this amazing thing that I had created out of darkness. I still was like overcompensating with putting in hours. And in the early days, I think everyone felt a bit obligated to like match me in my hours. And, you know, and so I think that it took me a little while when I started doing therapy and stuff to understand that like, oh, wow, these are like wounds that I need to address because I don't want this to be the culture that I'm creating. right? And, you know, again, I think that like that lasted for a little bit. And then I obviously came to terms with it. And now we have a a really, really amazing culture at Mayfair. But I do think, as leaders, you know, I always say to people, it's so important for you to like heal those wounds, yeah, because otherwise they do become a part of your business, for sure. And you know, again, I just think that unless we address these things, whether it's relationships, life, business, whatever, like they're always going to infiltrate unless we deal with them. Yeah. So for me, it's just like I really had to address that. But at the beginning, like I was just winging it. You know, it was like I was doing the best I could with the tools that I had, and. I always say to people, there's like no handbook to entrepreneurship yeah. or life. Yeah. Like we're all just kind of
0: like figuring it out. Right. So I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. You know, Yeah. I mean, it's always it's like a constant yeah, growth. I mean, yeah. like you probably in 2016, when you started, didn't know in 2020 that you guys would be no hot, idea. like selling, yeah. you know, products. Yeah. And no whatnot. idea. Yeah. So it's always growing. But I feel like it's I don't know, it's just scary to like kind of put yourself out there in that sense and like do the entrepreneurial thing because there you don't know how it's gonna turn out yeah and I feel like you guys have just done such an amazing job with that and it's just wonderful thank you so much no I mean I feel really
1: I feel really driven to create more spaces especially for people like younger me because I think the world needs more one women leaders we need more leaders that navigate mental health issues Yeah, we need to talk about it yeah talk about it and, yeah. and for me I remember being in college and you know when I was navigating depression I never saw like a CEO that was open about navigating depression because right. at the time we were taught to just be like Oh, if you're a woman and you're a CEO, like you have to be this like hard nosed, like hundred person that separates yeah. her feelings and all these things. So I think I really, I feel empowered to kind of redefine leadership in the way that I'm doing it. Yeah, And it's amazing. Yeah. And just bring light to the fact that like, you know, just because you navigate these things, you can create a path that didn't exist and there's power in doing that. For sure. And it doesn't mean that you're not like fit to be a leader. No, exactly. Exactly. You are fit to be a leader and you can do it in your way and you're going to learn along the way, just like everybody else. Yeah. But I think when you've navigated things like that, you are tend to be a bit more empathetic. Like, you know what it feels like to navigate darkness. So you create more spaces for people in your business to go through it. Like yeah. in Mayfair, I'm always like, if anyone needs a mental health day, like we treat mental health days, like sick days, like right. it's equivalent in our mind. So yeah. Right if you're having a hard time, take a day off. Like I all the time will come to meetings and be like, I'm feeling anxious. Like I need to just like step away for a little bit because that's the culture I want to create is people can show up like that and show up how
0: they are. And people need to feel comfortable in order to do that. I know like even just working with like managers or whatever it is, like when I first started this whole kind of career path, like I, if I didn't feel, cause I get anxious. And if I didn't feel like I could just tell someone like, Hey, I'm I'm really like just, I don't want to, I don't want to do this today. Yeah. Like I can't, I don't have it in me. Like sometimes felt like I couldn't share that. totally And it was like, I had to find the right people to work with that. Like also shared that they were feeling the same thing. Yes. Cause like then it, then you feel safe. You feel safe. Yeah. But if, if the person that you're dealing with, like your boss or whoever it is, doesn't ever let on that they're feeling a certain way and they yeah. just show up every day and they're fine. And, and yeah. then you feel kind of like unnecessarily ashamed yeah for like having feelings a hundred percent and we're told we're
1: always I think this is another narrative that we're told all the time is that our worth is defined by our output yeah and I've really had to learn and rewire my framework to know that like your worth, your value is not definitive of your output at all. Right. Your value is like definitive by the way that you show up. Like, even if you can only give 10%, like 10% is enough. And yeah. it's okay to be able to be selfish and protect your space and take care of yourself. Yeah. Because taking care of yourself creates a better you to show up for the totally. world, to sh- show up for yourself. And so, yeah, I've just really had to rewire that framework. And that's one of the things too that I had to learn along the way. And now, like, I feel like we, we, you know, I'm always trying to like not only with Mayfair specifically, but just in life tell people that because we're so told that like, you know, you have to do 120% all the time, especially in careers that are like demanding. It's like, no, you have to show up. You're, you're driven by your output, all these things. But like, that is not true. Right. That's not true.
0: It's you're eventually, first of all, going to like explode. Yeah, And also just like, then you're just kind of doing stuff to do it and not because either you want to or because you're like feel excited about it you're just doing it because you feel like you won't be successful unless you obligated yeah yeah and it's just so important to like take any time that you need for yourself totally to like rest or do something just for you Mm -hmm. and like you will be you'll be just fine you'll be totally fine yeah yeah and it's people don't it's hard. I mean, it's hard to we I think like the world that we live in is very like fast paced and very mm. just you got to be doing the most a million things. Yeah. The but most I,
1: a million things. In one. Again, yeah.
0: Like I do feel like now, like on Instagram, it's like so much more acceptable to be like, I, I don't want to do anything. I want to rest. Today. Yeah. And people like are OK with it. Yeah. Whereas before, like you said, it's just constantly. Yeah. Like. I know people who like don't go on Instagram because they're like, I don't want to like see what everyone else is doing. Then I'm going to feel bad about myself. And I'm like, but if you also go on now, you kind of realize that you're not alone. Yeah. And it's actually nice. And I feel like Mayfair has like kind of like was one of the starters of that whole movement because you just didn't always see that. And it's just nice that you can see. And even if you see like someone else that, you know, like a post that you kind of like resonates with you, you're like, OK, I'm not alone. Like yeah. my friend right there is feeling the same thing. Same
1: thing. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's important too. like what you're saying is even when you're speaking about the managers and the people, it's so important to cultivate circles that make you feel good yeah. and really value the things that you want in life, whether that's like online, like digitally. Yeah, I'm really, really big about cultivating the circles of one the media and things i'm consuming making yeah. sure that it's intentional yeah but two whether it's friends whether it's work like my big word for the year is like expansiveness like i want to be around people that help me expand yeah and help me grow and see the world differently and challenge my thought processes right, right. and so i've been really big about cultivating circles like that and i think like you said like you you can choose the people you surround yourself with. You yeah. can choose the people you follow on the Internet. Like we should be more intentional with like who I we're around. I
0: totally agree. All right. So everybody in the world, if you know who I am, you know who Chili is, my dog. And you know how much I love him because he's my perfect sweet angel of a dog. And this is not the first time I've mentioned that. I would do just about anything to make him the happiest dog in the world because it's, it's my purpose in life. And a big part of that is spoiling him and getting him as many fun, exciting things as I possibly can. And the easiest way to do that and make that possible is with BarkBox. BarkBox is a monthly themed box of original toys, delicious treats, and unleashed joy. Every box is tailored to your dog's unique needs and personality designed to make them happy. BarkBox is made by Bark, the dog-obsessed company with one goal. Make dogs as happy as they make us. I mean, truly, how perfect is that? You know, they deserve it. They deserve that happiness that they bring us. And playtime isn't just for the pups, by the way. It's for us pup parents too. Every BarkBox is designed to bring dogs and their humans together. Opening your monthly BarkBox becomes a special tradition for the whole family. And it's also hard to beat the value and convenience of BarkBox, honestly. Like when I open one of these up, when I open that bark box, seeing Chili, he's jumping around. He's so excited. He's so happy. I swear I get just as excited, just happy. I enjoy opening that box, seeing how excited he is. I enjoy it just as much as he does. And it's just so fun to see what we got. It's a little fun surprise. Every month you get high quality dog goodies delivered right to your door. BarkBox makes dogs happy, and there really is no better feeling as a dog mom than seeing your dog happy. Every month, Chili finds a new toy he's obsessed with, and it's just the cutest thing in the world. It really never fails to make me happy. And I'm always surprised with how much joy Chili continually brings me every single day. And with BarkBox, I feel like I'm able to bring him some joy as well, and I feel like we share in that joy together. And I just love it. You have to try it. Sign up now and BarkBox will double your first box for free, which is so amazing. That's twice the toys, treats, and chews To start spoiling your dog, visit BarkBox.com slash circle time. Especially with like people in your real life, like yeah. your friends or yeah. your partner, like whatever it is, like you don't, you're not like married to your friends or yeah. whatever it is. Like you, you're not, you're, you're not tied down for life. Like if someone's not kind of like if you know that someone is not allowing you to be who you are Mm -hmm. like it's okay to kind of let that that go go. yeah and it doesn't always it's not always like a huge thing but like you just you it's okay to acknowledge that someone that has been around for a long time is no longer like doing anything yeah for you positively like we
1: talk about outgrowing relationships but we we don't talk enough about outgrowing friendships right
0: and I think that's more more important most of the time because those are I mean those that's who has been with you through everything you know yeah Yeah. and it's like I just feel like as I've gotten older like I just I can totally recognize when I'm around people who make me like second guess every single Mm. thing I'm saying or how I'm acting or whatever it is and I I just know I, I'm just like so much more intentional about who I care yes. to like spend my energy on. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, is that making me like no. mean? No. Because like sometimes people will be around and I'm like kind of distant. Yeah. And I'm like, I just I I don't have it in me to give them what they think that they should have from me. Totally. Like they, I just I can't. Totally. And I don't have to
1: No, you know, and I think that is something like you said, that comes with like getting older is your you realize that it's OK to be selfish yeah. with the needs that you need and also just the people that you want to spend time around. Like, I think the people I don't know. I mean, you can tell me, like, are the people that you feel like you want to spend the most? Are they the people that you feel like you can be your most self, like
0: most 100%. authentic self that let you just be you, yeah. silly you, not talk about work, yeah. just like show up and be you y- and yes. like. Yeah. Like those are like the only people I want around me now. Exactly. And that I have around me now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I I think when you're younger, you feel a
1: sense of obligation to like maintain what I call is like situational friendships. Like I think, especially like in your career, you meet these people. I know for me, it's like fashion because that's the industry I'm in. And I felt obligated to like, Everybody was like a friend. But then I realized that like, okay, no, these are situational friends. Like I can be with them in industry events, but like I can't really show up as Sam, Sam when I'm with them. Right. And now I know that there's this really small circle of people that like, I really feel like myself around and those are will always be my friends. Yeah. And then these other people are just like, I'm still cool with them. Yeah. I'm cool. Of course. But it's just like, I know where they stand in my life. Exactly. And that's, I think, yeah, it's important to know that, but it is such a weird thing, like outgrowing friendships. Like we all feel like so
0: scary. Like breakups. Like, yeah, like it's like worse than a breakup. Yeah, it really is. Cause like nobody talks about it no. first of all. Yeah. And I feel like that, like we do like a story time and so people call in and ask mm-hmm. kind of like advice questions. And a lot of times they're about like friendship breakups because yeah. people don't like, I remember thinking like that would never happen. Yeah. That would never happen with me and my friends. Like, yeah. and, but I'm, you know, 17. Yeah. And I have a lot of growing to do and I'm, and like, it happens yeah and it's okay yeah and I think like it's just not something that people talk about very often no
1: and it's I think that age too from like high school to college to like real life like you know past college whatever yeah is it's a weird one because your high school friends like you said I think you feel a sense of obligation when you go from like high school to college to maintain high school relationships and then college to real life you're Mm -hmm. like but like you can just grow on different pages and that's exactly. totally fine. Like exactly. people can be a part of a chapter of your life and just be that. Yeah. And know? it's
0: amazing when it does work out. Like yeah. I, when someone's like, they've been my best friend since we were four and like, we're still, but I'm like, I could never, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'm like, that's awesome, awesome. Yeah. you know? And it's like, I don't know. I think I have made my most like, like I feel like my truest friends as an adult. Same. Whereas like, I I just don't know. I think I think I just know so much more about myself Mm -hmm. now. And I know I just can so much more easily recognize when someone's like really not when I don't want to like share things with them or when I'm, you know, like I just I know when someone's like not doing it totally for me. Totally. You know. Yeah. And just recognizing that. And it's not like anything dramatic. It's just no. like, okay, we're just like a little bit not as the energy. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I can sense it. No, it's so
1: true. And I, it's weird because I got married when I was 24. Okay, wow. And it was it's really young. young. Yeah. I was really young. But it's funny now looking back and being like the people that were at my wedding when yeah. I was 24. Like mm-hmm. I would have a completely different totally. wedding now because those were all people from like high school. Yeah. And
0: But like, it's so funny because cool. like you and your husband have... Grown together, grown so much, yeah. And, and we we like, literally have completely you know? different
1: friends now. And I'm just like, it's so weird when you look back on your wedding and you're like, I don't talk to like seventy yeah. percent of the people that you yeah. know besides like family and maybe a cl- couple of close friends. But yeah, and I also think there's this weird like, for me, I think I've gotten really comfortable with the fact that like. I laugh about it all the time. I have like three friends. Yeah. And like my dog being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Same. My dog is yeah. literally my best friend in the
0: whole world. Same. Yeah. And it's
1: I always joke with my sister. I'm like, OK, Carl, my dog, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. like I literally list off my friends and it's like five people. Right. But I've gotten so comfortable with like I don't need like 10 friends. I can right. have three and I feel cool. Like, right. Right. And it's weird when you're younger, you're just like, oh, I got to be friends with this person and this person. And now I'm like, no, me, my dog, my husband and like one friend. I'm cool. <laughs> like- and because you, you just
0: know like what serves you. Yeah. And it's OK that other things don't. Yeah. Anymore. You know, but it is
1: funny. It's like the the one I always say, like the best thing with getting older is perspective. Like you learn these things, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, I made the biggest deal out of this when I was little, but now oh it's like, oh my god,
0: I. That's <laughs> always like I feel like such a common question I get is like, if you could tell your younger self one thing, one thing, what would it be? And I always say like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, whatever you're thinking is a big deal. It's really not. That. The prom dress drama from high school oh my god the breakup like, no the, the guy that i thought was gonna ask me to prom that didn't that i like <laughs> yeah. was like devastated about yeah. like i'm actually okay yeah i'm good it is. it's yeah it's so
1: and i totally know like how big of a deal those things are when there's you're navigating there's such a big deal
0: in the moment like i yeah. know like like when I have kids, like I know my kids are going to be like this is a huge deal and I yeah. can't just be like it's actually not. So <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. wrong. But like I'm going to have to be like I know this is a big deal yeah. right
1: now, but you're going to be okay. It's going to be totally fine. Yeah. Like
0: it's just crazy and it's it's just so funny because and it, who knows? Like maybe in 20 years from now, the stuff that we think is a big deal now it probably won't you be. You know what I mean? Like who knows? Like you don't know if that lasts yeah forever yeah it probably does yeah you know I feel like I'm a different person than I was even like five years ago same and that's okay like I I even th- I, I'm like
1: even like a month ago like yeah. I don't know the things that we want changes all the time and like that's the beauty of life right is we're always moving we're always yeah. evolving and it's like going back to what we said we're still winging it to this day exactly. just like we were
0: I don't but, know if it will ever not be no like I sometimes I want to be like mom Are you do you actually know Do you you actually know (laughs) what's going on? Be honest. It's okay if you don't. Yeah. I just wanna make sure. Because you seem like you do, but I don't know. I don't know. Like it's just crazy. Like I don't know. I don't know when that's gonna change. No, I don't don't think think it it, will.
1: I don't think it ever will. Which is kinda nice. Like it it makes
0: me feel so much better just knowing that like it's okay if people don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I think it takes the pressure off massively. I I feel that
1: because it's just Even my parents, like it's wild when you get to the age where, you know, you're teaching them things and, you know, it's, it's kind of like role reversal, right? Like they've taught it taking care of us our whole lives. And then you get older and you're like helping your parents like remember things and taking care of them. And totally, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I just feel like it does take the pressure off because we're all just, I always say like, we're all just doing the best with the tools that we have. Yeah. And I always say that about my parents too, because you know, they had their own challenges in childhood. Yeah. And they just did parenting the best they could. And exactly. Some of it they passed on to me and I'm working on certain things. And then I'm sure with my kids, I'm gonna do it the best I can. Yeah. But I'm still gonna screw it up to a degree. Right. No, of course. Know? So I think it just it does take the pressure off because we're all just physically doing what we can with yeah. the tools that we have. So yeah.
0: there are so many times where a sweet Wonderful, amazing circler calls in during story time, and we chat about dating. You know, and I see it on the Geneva too—a bunch of you who want to meet new people or who are getting back out there after a breakup. And I just want to help in any way I can, and that's why I want to talk about Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted because Hinge is the intentional dating app that actually works. Why is that, you ask? Well, Hinge is different. Okay, you can easily build a unique profile using their feature called hinge prompts. Now these prompts are wonderful. They help you showcase your personality, to share your interests, share your humor, your dating intentions, whatever it is, so then your potential matches can then respond to your prompts, skipping all that small talk that nonsense and getting straight to those more meaningful conversations. I think these are so great because you can actually tell if someone like gets your sense of humor or has a sense of humor at all themselves or is into the same things as you. And I just think it's such a great way to get to know people and to really like be yourself on a dating app, which can be hard a lot of the times. I have absolutely loved helping my friends with their prompts because it really is just so fun to let your personality shine and be yourself. So then you can find someone who matches you and who likes you for you because they already know who you are. The prompts are fun, you know, like if I was going to answer one, like one that said like, The one that says the way to win me over is. I would probably say the way to win me over is by splitting a frappuccino with me because I will then know that the person isn't scared to have some fun and embrace the fraps and just live a little. You know, it's just fun to to just have a good time with it and meet the right person that way. And I know so many people who have met their person using Hinge and I know my circlers can too. So if you are looking for a meaningful relationship, download Hinge today. Meet someone great and then delete Hinge when it feels just right. You guys have got this. I can't wait to see what prompts you come up with. For the circlers that are listening that feel like, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh my God, you found Cody and you just like got married and you have it all figured out. And it's like, that's just, just because that happened, like does not mean I feel like I have it all figured out at all. And like it, that's okay. Yeah, It's not, like just because someone has one certain part of an act like one someone like a certain aspect of their life figured out that you want to have figured out yeah does not mean that their life is completely figured out totally because I think you learn that like even when you get exactly what you think that you want mm-hmm. something else comes along yeah like career-wise or whatever it is like like I always really wanted a podcast and then now I have a podcast and then like something little will stress me out and I'm like okay you have what you always wanted like yep. let's take a second and let's like be thankful that we're here, but like yep. there's always more, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like people need to find the happiness within totally. themselves totally. because if they're trying to find happiness in, in other things, they're never gonna feel satisfied, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And that's like, t- I mean, to bring it back to like what I was navigating with my yeah. depression, like that was massively exactly. what I felt was yeah. that I, f- I searched for. 10 years and trying to find happiness through other things. And it just led me to be even emptier than I was before. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started that inner journey, you know, it's like, we always want to be finding things to fill the void in the outer world. Exactly. But until you address what the wounds, like the wounds just become bigger. Yeah. And, you know, you can fill them with whatever you want, but they're just going to still be wounds until you address them. So it yeah. was like, you, you really do have to go on that inner journey of like figuring out like, how do I make myself happy? Like,
0: exactly. It's it's so true.
1: Yeah. It's you and you at the end of the day. And you have these amazing people that ride with you in your life, like your partner, my partner, your friends. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's you, you know, you have totally. to make yourself like feel good or yeah. else nobody around you is going to be able to.
0: And you're, you won't exude any sort of, yeah. like the people around you will feel kind of what you're feeling and you might not even realize it. Yeah, totally. But it's true. Like I, I've said this in other episodes, but like you are. Like you are what you have mm-hmm. always. And like, that's why that has to be the most important relationship. I love that so much. It's, it's true. Like I want to be able to like be excited to like sit by my, like hang out with myself, Yeah, you know? And like, until I dealt with the things that I like was going through, you I couldn't, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And not fill those voids with other people or other things, but like just really actually sit with myself and be like, okay, we're we're doing this. Like yeah. we're going to, it's such here. a it's such a
1: beautiful lost art, I feel like, to enjoy your own company. Yeah. And I think that we obsess over, you know, whether it's social or a TikTok or whatever is like a coping mechanism to spend time yeah. away from just being present with ourselves. But I massively have been in in the past like month have been really like enjoying solitude because I think for so much of my life I I used people as a coping mechanism or a codependency. So I never really like enjoyed my own company. Mm -hmm. And most recently, like I'm at 32 and like, I'm now finally enjoying my own time. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. Like I'll spend time with myself off my phone, and yeah, I'm like, yeah,
0: it's nice. I'm like, I'm fun to hang out with. Totally. Like, like I mean- I'm like making little inside jokes with <laughs> yeah, myself yeah. and stuff, and it's like, okay. But like Cody always teases me because like we'll go somewhere or like we'll go to the airport, for example. Yeah. Like he has his AirPods in, and he's like in doing six thousand things, yeah. and I'm literally just sitting there like staring <laughs> at everyone, and he's like, why are you just staring at people? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just like hanging out. Like, yeah, I'm just chilling yeah with myself like it's (laughs) fine I just like don't want anything else except like what's going on in here and it's like take takes a while to get to that point like you know what I mean yeah that's amazing but it's nice when you when you're able to not be scared of yourself being by yourself yeah yeah
1: it's such a beautiful thing And, and recently when my sister and I were on that trip like I found myself and this is so funny to say but you know when you're little and you like play make believe like you're just like acting with yourself and like yeah being characters yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. the pretending things like I do that now even with like things that I'm manifesting I'll like pretend that I'm like actually doing it and yeah. I'll have this whole bit with myself like I was doing it this morning in, in my sister's yard I was like full like role playing just like make believe yep. imagination yeah and like sh- I feel like people walk out and they're like what is going <laughs> is this girl talking to herself <laughs> yeah. but it's like so fun to just like play and make believe and be silly and like do all the things you did when you were a kid by yourself like just because I'm 32 you're
0: 30 like you can still have fun exactly and you don't have to like always be playing with other people you can just do it like right it's not it's never like it's never that serious like you could just like give yourself like some grace and like just have fun with yourself and act it out yeah. do whatever the hell you want like it's life is too short not to no. like just be, be stupid yeah. yeah yeah be a little silly, silly have a little girl. fun it's just it. like it's the best
1: i know no it's so true so i love that you just stare at airports though are I you mean, a I big just, people
0: watcher yes big mm. time but i also just like zone I don't out, out. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, there's I am I am staring at everyone. I am people watching, but I'm just curious. And like sometimes I'm like music is getting in the way of like my thoughts. I love that. I want to know. I want to like really be making some shit up in here. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, is it full scenarios or like what are you? It kind of depends. Yeah, it depends. No, I like to figure out exactly actually what's going on. With I love people. it. Like I'm not making shit up. I'm like, how do you know these people? Like I'm listening. I'm yes. eavesdropping. I do a lot of eavesdropping, I which that. I think is not great. I mean, like, do you ever like look at people's phones if they're like texting in front of you? I mean, I shouldn't say yes, but yes, all the time. I do. I'm I'm very nosy too. I'm I'm too nosy, <laughs> and like it, it it then so it like kind of comes out a lot in places like airports or like the mall or whatever it is. But like especially like on an airplane, if someone like takes out their phone and starts texting. You have to see what I'm they're saying. I'm reading it. Yeah. I'm reading it. No, for sure. And I know that someone's reading mine too. so yeah. like, I'm never going to like do some crazy shit in public. You like, should though. No, I'm too no, scared. No, I just mean like if someone's reading your phone, like, like imagine. I if know he- you're reading this. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> I freak see them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> to the person behind me in seat 5B. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh. know how people don't think about that. When I see someone like texting something like kind of like intense Runchy. in front of me i'm like or intense you have to know someone's reading, this, reading right? it. i know but it's i like- also
1: just live to like be at dinner I love going to dinner by myself and I'll just be like watching people on first dates and I'm oh my fascinated God. yes and I can't do it with Carl because he'll be like Sam you're staring so much at these people and I'm yeah. like I don't even care like I'm just hooked on no, like I okay he's I like into it like is mm-hmm. she into
0: him like no like Mm-mm. he just got up like she doesn't like like yeah. I will full like no scenario I am the same way one time <laughs> yeah. actually this was this was so satisfying to me but Cody and I went on a date. I think it was like our first anniversary or something. Like we yeah. were like celebrating something nice. And the people next to us were breaking up. Like, and it was one of those restaurants where like, like Continue. they were, they were this pillow. Like we were too close. So like too I, close. I hate restaurants like that because I know everybody can hear what I'm saying. They didn't care. And and they were fully going, up. breaking it. up. Like it was like, this is why it'll never work because you're always do-. like literally like screaming at each other. And, Co- like, Cody and I didn't say a single word to each other the whole dinner. We literally sat there, like, staring at each other and just listening to the people <laughs> yeah. next to us. And we were like, this has to be, like, a bad sign that, like, our first anniversary, there's someone right next to us breaking Having up. Having the biggest breakup of their life, yeah. But we were so into it. It's, it's like watching a movie. Like, you it was can't amazing. look away. amazing. Like, like, I kind of wanted to be like, she's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's kind of right about that. You yeah. did just interrupt her 14 times. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: okay. Like, I... I love that shit. I have to hold myself back, too, because I, I want to get involved. Yeah. That's my yeah. problem. And I'll my so, Scorpio I'll just, self. i like, start
0: like, <laughs> do you want one of these? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Not even trying. No. No. I I have to hold myself back because just like that, I would have commented or probably gotten involved. And then really? people would be like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and why are you like <laughs> pretending to be our therapist? Yeah.
0: Well, you're just trying to help.
1: I know. My brother's a songwriter. And one time I went to his session and... He always like is like, OK, you can come, but be quiet, like sit okay. in the <laughs> back and be quiet. Like Sam, just like, don't. Right. I, Kelsey, I was itching. I, I've never wrote music. I'm not musically talented. I, you for got some, something to say. I thought I was Taylor Swift <laughs> yeah, in that moment. Yeah. I was sitting on a lyric that I thought was going to be the groundbreaking <laughs> oh, lyric of the song. Was it? I blurted it out <laughs> and he texted me and was like, shut the fuck up. like He's like, that was the worst lyric ever. And <gasps> no. I can't believe you. No, but he was like, I love you. But like, please <laughs> no, be quiet. Stop. <laughs>
0: (laughs) it's like (laughs) oh my god well maybe like you should write a song with the lyric just to prove him wrong it was really bad now that I'm looking back on it but I just in the
1: moment I was like sitting there like rocking like I was like I was I was like this is it yeah is that a Scorpio thing I think so okay we like to be involved in things and the passion and intensity we feel like sometimes I have to again reel myself back because I'm just like this is not your situation let these people do it yeah just sit let them be on their date and do their breakup and okay. not feel like you have to be involved. See,
0: I I don't have that one. I don't, but I don't know like what are other Scorpio tendencies? Like I know nothing about any sign, just besides like what I am. I love Libras. You Thank Libras you. are. elite. I'm not gonna lie. Are we? Yeah, okay. you guys are really I'll great. Take it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: I love Libras so much. Libras are. It's funny because Carl and I. He's an Aries Taurus, like he's an Aries, but he has a lot of Taurus placements and okay. I'm a Scorpio. And we've always said, if we had a kid, we need it to be a Libra oh my or Sagittarius. God. Wow. Oh my God, so, Cody's
0: a Sagittarius.
1: I love Sagittarius too. Wow. But it's like just the balance of like energies, you know, because yeah. Scorpios can be like, we're just really passionate. We're really intense.
0: Yeah. Are there but, any signs that you're like, you can't deal um, with?
1: You know, with every sign... I call it healed and unhealed energy. You know, it's like you can be a Scorpio, a healed Scorpio, unhealed Scorpios, very different, very, very different. Mm, That is so interesting. Okay. And I've probably been one of those for a part of my life. You know what I mean? We all have. But it's it's like yeah, I feel like with every sign, thought about it that way. It's kind of like you, or it's like your highest power, lowest power. So when you're operating in your highest power then you're like magnetic, you're yeah. passionate. Oh but God. if you're operating and you're low, then wow. like it's overbearing, it can be controlling. So how know. do you manage that? You just gotta like do the work, I think, to kind of heal and, you know, it's like all the things that we're talking about is just like, I feel like because you have those tendencies, if you don't do the self work, then those tendencies can take over. yeah. Whereas, like, if you do the work, then you can channel them into like positive things. Yeah. And, like, no, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, you could you can be passionate in a way where it's like a good passionate versus like passionate controlling passionate yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah.
0: But, but yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. I love astrology so much. I mean, I'm, I don't, I just don't know about it enough. And so yeah. I'm always in, like, when someone's into it, I like am so curious. I love it. Is there a difference, do you think, between like, like female yes. signs and male yeah. signs? Cause I, like, a lot of my best friends are cancers Mm -hmm. and then a lot like some of my ex-boyfriends are cancers Mm -hmm. and they're like awful yeah but the girl cancers they're wonderful yeah and like I really vibe with the girls but just not with the boys at all and I wonder if that's like a thing can I say something that's a really probably a hot take that might be yes we love a hot take
1: I swear male Scorpios give us a bad rep. I'm just going to say it. Okay. No, you can say it. That's I, not a hot take. We went to a dinner one time and it was like eight girls. And we all talked about a crazy ex that we had. And they were born within a five-day window. Really? In, oh, in, my time. God. And I was like, Harvard needs to do a study on this. Like, That's interesting. But I, it, it, I think male and feminine energy can differ yeah. in that way. And that some signs are... And I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I feel like men's male Scorpios are are a lot different than the females. Yeah. And probably the same with cancer, probably the same with every sign. Yeah. But I always am just like, I'll say that sometimes in circles and people will be like, my husband's a scorpion. I'm like, well, probably not him. Yeah, like yeah, He's yeah. great. It's, there's, you know, every there's a,
0: there's an exception and yeah. a rule. We learned that from what's that movie called? He's just not that into you. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it's always like, I'll put my foot in it because I'll say, it and someone will be like, oh, like I just married a Scorpio. And I'm like, He's great. Not him. Yeah. He's obviously. not born within these days. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. fine. <laughs> but like, no, he actually is. I'm like, okay, maybe yeah. figure it out. Maybe scared he's for in you. his highest power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know? it is funny because I just I do think there's a massive difference between men and yeah. fem- like male male and female signs, but yeah. also just like so much of your chart is determined by the the rest of your chart like we always think it's just our main sign but we also have a sun sign a moon sign we have like i mean there's a million different placements yeah and for me it's like you don't really know who someone is till you see the full picture right so if you look at their full chart that's why it's like My husband's an Aries, but he has so many predominant Taurus placements that he operates and moves like a Taurus. Interesting. And for me, like I'm a Scorpio, but I'm a Leo rising and a Sag moon. So I feel like Mm -hmm. the older you get, the more like your moon you become. Okay. So I feel a lot more like, I feel a lot more like a Sag now in my life being in my thirties than when I was
0: like in my twenties and I felt more like a Scorpio. So interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I I think Meadow is the one who told me what, like my whole chart and I don't remember it. I want to know sorry. your. Whole <laughs> I'm sorry, I I don't remember what it is. Marshall, what are you? I'm a Virgo.
1: Oh, uh, nice. Live
0: for a Virgo. That's really great. Do you know your other
1: your big three? Rising, Libra. Okay. Moon, Taurus. Oh, wow, Marsh. I love Tauruses. Sure. Taurus, not, Tauruses are the best. What,
0: what, when, what time May. of year is that?
1: Oh, nice. yeah. My mom's a Taurus, and like I said, Carl, my husband and for Scorpios they're very grounding elements like Scorpios can be you know barely big energy and Tauruses are really grounding they're like very stable very okay. loyal like super super loyal but it is funny how like everything has a yin and a yang yeah you know, in,
0: in the in astrology what do you think a Libras like okay. what is what, a Libras what would, like? would be my
1: oh, I always say Libras are the best friends yeah, like so caring selfless they're like putting others before them and yeah see situations and other people's eyes to mm. room mm-hmm. that's what i've picked up Marsh. from my Libra friends Most i empathetic. feel like
0: i i am capable of of putting myself in other people's shoes very mm-hmm. easily so marshall that means a lot because i'm taking that personally so thank you but what it, what would be like my like my You're... who would i want to go up against And and like, who's least compatible for Libra? Yeah. What's my least compatible? I
1: guess it would be maybe what's across from you on the chart, but they also say it's like magnets. You're either going to attract
0: or repel. Oh my God. I just, I just like feel like I, I need, there's so many things I want to know. There's so many
1: questions. I know my, because my older brother is a Gemini and my sister is a Sagittarius and they're opposite in the, in the astrological chart. Yeah. And they get along. And I find it sometimes hard with Gemini's because Scorpio and Gemini is like such big energy. Yeah. So my brother and I, like, we like love and hate each other. Like we're like one day we like are the bestest of friends. And the next day I'm like, okay, literally leave this earth. Right, 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 right. (laughs) But we both just like, but then my sister who's a Sag, like she gets on with Gemini's like house on fire. So it's just funny. I feel like it depends on like your placements and who you're drawn to. But then also like the rest of people's charts, like we've said, like, you become more like your moon sign. So yeah. then you kind of find yourself more compatible with different signs as you get older because right. you're more of like who you, who your moon says you are. So yeah, but Libras are just, they're just the best. Like oh I, oh my God, I feel honored.
0: Yeah. I know we're just like this Libra well, love sash like, that we're having. I, my birthday is on September 24th. So like I'm very cusp Virgo. Okay. Because Virgo ends on the 22nd, I yeah. think. But
1: and I'm the
0: 20th son customer. Um, Marsh, that's why we get along. It's so beautiful. That is. <laughs> I'm just beautiful. honored to
1: be in a room with two Libra
0: Virgos right here. I'm like, <laughs> I'll just take it all day. This is great. <laughs> I just like I feel like I like my uh, so many of my friends are having babies and like my Cody's sister's having a baby, and like so so many people are like, My baby's gonna be a this, and my baby's gonna be a that, and I'm like Okay, what's gonna happen with that? And Like, yeah. so I just don't know. Like, my my Pilates instructor was like, "I don't want this. Like, it's it's gonna be right on the cusp, and I don't know what it's gonna be." And I'm yeah. like, "Oh my god, I've never thought about that one time. Like, oh, fuck,
1: you I'm going, going fuck home? This and, up.
0: Are you going home and googling like, yeah. what baby do I need to yeah, have?" Yeah, no, I I met someone one time, and he was like staring at me, and he was like, "You can never have an air sign." Like he said some I don't even know what what it Terrible. was, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll remember that, and I obviously forgot because I have no idea what he said. But what is is Libra an Air sign? Libras are. I keep looking at Marsh. Fact I should check. fact check. Okay, what are what are you? Water
1: sign. Water. Cancer,
0: oh, I think that's, Scorpio. I think that's. I get along that he this this random man told me that I should have a water sign baby. baby. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Cancer's Pisces, Scorpio, and
1: who's the other water? Yeah, air sign. Air sign. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's because you are an air sign. Maybe
0: that's why he said it. Like not have an air sign because it would. I don't know if he said not to have an air sign. I think he, I don't really even remember. I don't know what he said, but I just remember being like, I've never thought about that. And I'm going to try not to think about that because it's going to like freak me out too much. (laughs) You know? See, I had this
1: really funny situation where I've met a lot of Libras in my life that I've really, really like feel drawn to Libras. Like, I don't know what it is about Libra and Sag energy. I'm like... I love them so much. Like some of my bestest friends are Libras. They're so balanced. They're so empathetic. Like they just balance Scorpios like really, really well. And my brother has a couple of friends that are like a mate. They're like artists, songwriters, and they're Libras. And he has a Halloween party every year. And there's this one guy, his name's Jesse, and he's a Libra. And I just love him so much. And he's become like a friend just through my brother. And I kid you not, Kelsey, I went up to him at this Halloween party and I was like, I just want to let you know I'm going to conceive a libra because of you <laughs> and like all the other libras in the world and he was surrounded by all these people and they were like that is the weirdest but most flattering compliment that, and it's mean, like no one really knew nice. what to do and he was like oh, he like gasped and he was like oh my God, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. But it was just
0: this like, I don't know why in that moment at a party, I yeah, felt the need to- You st- have to, you just have to do it. If someone said that to me, I would be like, that is such a compliment. I, I would really like, it I would so I would never shut up about that. Yeah. Truly. That's just your
1: Instagram bio. It's just like, <laughs> someone, someone told me- had a Libra because of me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just so funny because no one in the circle knew if we like knew each other, we right. were friends and right. they all were just yeah. like, what the hell just right, Right. but he literally to the next day was just like I actually love that so much that you said I was like I just felt drawn to That was really that. nice but I'm telling you Libras are just you got yeah it, Libras and Sages elite elite energy I, I say. feel like you're
0: giving Scorpios like a really good name because I feel I? like they don't always have they don't they don't have a good rep I feel no they don't
1: but it's are the guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry I I'd already said it yeah um no but I feel like like I haven't not that i've heard bad things i just haven't like no one's people are always like i'm scorpio
1: you know always do do one of those
0: yeah scorpio but i i love like talking to you and you and so i feel like i now i'm kind of like team scorpio yeah not kind of i am oh i mean we should make shirts that's literally
1: (laughs) team scorpio Scorpio. oh my god most unpopular sell zero (laughs) shirts ever i'll buy one yeah but scorpios and gemini's they're very like hot takes because I think Scorpio specifically can be very intense. And I, I, again, I just think that Scorpios, so Scorpios are, they, I I mean, without getting like super deep into astrology, like we are, they say that Scorpios like visit like dark places and bring out light.
0: Okay. And
1: you know, you go, you're in this constant transformation as a Scorpio of just like, Visiting darker spaces bringing light like it's always evolving. And so I just think it's like if you can channel that intensity and passion into good. Then I think that you know, as a Scorpio, that you can so you can do fine. But I also think that like you know, there's a lot of there's just there is a lot that I feel like Scorpios navigate that is kind of dark, mm-hmm. and so sometimes that comes out in you know dark that ways. Makes and sense, stuff. yeah. So justice for Scorpios. <laughs> I mean, Come I'm on. all about it. I'm all about it. But you know, we're we're crazy too. I'll admit it. We're a little crazy. I think
0: everybody's a little crazy.
1: Marsh, have you ever met a crazy Scorpio? Yeah.
0: yeah, I just—I <laughs> feel right like away. you're He's biting like, yeah. your tongue over
1: there, and you're just like, no, no justice for Scorpio, zero justice. <laughs> you what? I'm Team Scorpio today. Uh, healed Scorpio, yeah,
0: Team Healed Scorpio all <laughs> yeah, the way. Yeah.
1: This is it. This that's is it. that's
0: the way we should go about that, maybe. <laughs> well, I like to do a little journal time um, at the end of every circle time. Um, so I have these questions that are like for kids, I basically. Love it. And you can pick one. Oh, but I haven't seen like these it. little pipe cleaners in so long. The pipe re- cleaners always like get everybody pretty excited. You're
1: encouraging me to go home and like do an arts and crafts after this, like chalk you pipe should. cleaner. Talk about a time you tried something
0: for the first time. Ooh, Ooh. It could literally, it could be deep in it, or it could be like the first time you tried a matcha latte, whatever mm. you want. I feel like something that's coming to mind right
1: now, I actually posted about this on my Instagram yesterday or two days ago, is that I've been writing a lot. Okay. So I've I've journaled for years, but I've been, I've always wanted to write a book and I never felt like I was capable of doing it just because I didn't see myself as like an artiste or an author or whatever. Okay. The world standards or whatever you have to be to be a writer. And I finally decided recently that I'm going to do it because I'm good enough to do it. I love that. And so I've been writing like, but like formally writing. Okay. And there's no structure to it, but I've just been like every single day I've been taking time to write. That's amazing. And I've, I've slowly but surely like, been really enjoying it and also getting better. I've been doing it probably for about like 6-8 months now. I've been okay. writing like every single day. That's amazing. But I just remember feeling like again not capable of doing it and yeah. I just said to myself, I'm going to do it. Every single day I'm going to take 5 minutes in the morning and besides my journaling, I'm actually just going to write like I'm going to write whatever comes to mind. Yeah. I'm going to kind of like express myself, use that as just like a creative escape or like creative
0: outlet. So are you writing like about you're like about personal things, or you like is it like creative, like made up thing? Like, what or is it? Both, yeah, it's it's kind of like
1: inspirational, it's it's more about like healing, That's but amazing. I'm speaking in, as if it's like a character. Like, I'm kind That's of like, awesome, yeah. And so, I posted on my Instagram literally yesterday, and I was like. I didn't think I was capable of writing a book, but now I'm just going to put it out there and do it. And you I'm going to do it on my own You absolutely should. That's so, so
0: amazing. Yeah, that's been my, that's been that's my a really thing. good answer. And then you're going to be able to get in that studio with your brother and he's <laughs> not going to tell you to so, stop yeah. giving him lyrics. Yeah. He is literally the most supportive person in the world. <laughs> so I probably put him in a bad light with that story. No, it's t- my brother is supportive as well, but would have said the same exact thing. So yeah, I totally get but it. But I
1: did not have the means to be speaking up in that session. Now? And- I do. Now you do. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. See, right here. (laughs) Well,
0: yay. Oh, thank you so so much for joining us. It was so nice to talk to you. I feel like I have known you for a long time. I know. So I'm happy that we actually do know each other now. Yay. Libra Scorpios. Yay. I love it. I love being here. Well, do you want to tell the Circlers where they can find you?
1: Yes. I mean, if you don't follow Mayfair, follow Mayfair, because that's probably the best follow (laughs) at the Mayfair group. All the content, all the good stuff on there. And then my personal is just Sam Aberhart. So, yeah.
0: Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining. Thanks,
1: girls. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Marsh. (laughs) Yay.
0: Bye, guys. See you next time.